Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Who just told me <laughs> literally <laughs> five seconds before we did the intro that you got drunk on Saturday night and bought tickets to go see Robbie Williams. I did, yes. And I don't know, I couldn't tell you why. Uh, well, when I went to see the well, Zootons. Aside from the game that Robbie's great. He is great. So we went, to see, we went to see the Zootons and we were drinking in the pub afterwards and we'd had quite a few bevs while at the gig. And my housemate uh, revealed that he was like, yeah, I bought tickets to see Robbie Williams the other week. And it's like all of his mates are going, his girlfriend's going. It's just this crazy big like British summertime festival. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of like Robbie Williams' music. And then he was like, started listing off the other people. They're all of the same ilk and era. Really? As, but like, and then it was the one that tipped me over the edge was because we'd been doing it on the Ramble Club podcast where we'd said, what's your sad song? Yeah. Keen, mate. No. <laughs> Keen. Crikey, Keen are performing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, mate, that's, somewhere only we know. That's tipped me right <laughs> over the edge. I'm well into it. So who else is on the lineup? I can't. Do you know what? I can't remember. Well, so I was like, I need to immediately cool. buy these tickets because Robbie that just sounds Williams. like a stupid day out. Kane. It's got um, loads of bangers, mate. That's the thing with Robbie Williams. You don't realise. Loads yep. of bangers. Black Eyed Peas mm-hmm. are on the card, See? according to NME. Who else have we got here? Oh, yes, of course I accept privacy. Uh, God, NME's website is dreadful. Uh, just give me a lineup, Phil, mate. Phil for time. Phil for time. Phil for time. Yeah, uh, Texas are Te- also yeah. playing. Oh, yep. Feeder. There you go. There you go. Blimey. See? Got to go for Feeder as well because I went to university in Exeter, which Buck Rogers is the song. Absolutely. Because it, it is, mentions yeah. Devon. And a pub that you used to frequent, I believe, your student union. Well, the Lemmy. Yes. Mm. Well, it mentions lemons. So, yeah, I don't know if that is. Is that meant to be the Lemmy? Well, that's what George always told me. I You're... don't know if that is. I just think you, they're just saying you drink cider from a lemon. Maybe. <laughs> I... He he always told me that it was a reference to your student union. Well, I'm, maybe, yeah, like, if you believe that. <laughs> if you choose to believe that. Uh, also confirmed as headliners for the British Summer fu- summer Time series are Flo and the Mac, Florence and the Machine, mm. The National, Celine Dion, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, <laughs> protest, and Proper Streisand. Yeah, mate. Oh, mate. Very different days to Very the ones I'm having. Days. <laughs> I think I picked the worst one. <laughs> I've got the scene to Celine Dion. Celine Dion. coming back. It's all coming back to me now. Excellent deep pull there of the <laughs> yeah. sleep. I, I, instantly, people would just go with, My heart will go on Yeah, but that's boring. Now. Yeah, that's a rubbish version. It's not a great You want to go, go straight in. It's all coming back. 
I was going to say, it's, I, I said it was a deep cut, but I suppose that's probably the most popular song she's had outside of... My Heart Will Go On. Yeah, yeah. but it's the only Celine Dion song that I know because I've never... <laughs> I don't own any Celine Dion albums, do nor you, have... What do you mean? What? I don't listen... My mum never listened to Celine <sighs> Dion either. Neither did my dad, neither did my brother. So I've never known someone to own a Celine Dion album. And therefore, listen You've to it. You've been missing out. Am I? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. My mum was a share fan. Oh, so. share's a good one. If I can turn back times, so we if I can find, find a way, it's there in his kiss. That's a banging <laughs> tune, that mate. That's a pretty good share impression. To be fair, <laughs> my uh, my wife does an excellent share impression. Yeah. I think mine mine just goes from like I'm trying to do Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I end up at Cher, <laughs> and that is always what's happening. Like someone puts on an Elvis song at karaoke, and I'm trying to do Elvis, yeah. and it just goes from like I ain't nothing but a hound dog, crying all the time. Every single time, start morphing into <laughs> yeah. Cher. Maybe that's how she got her career started. She was an Elvis impersonator. That's probably and it. And then yeah, found yeah, her yeah. own voice. <laughs> Could be, <laughs> mate. Uh, right, uh, so we were having a discussion on the podcast the other day about uh, I had to go buy some uh, emergency pants, essentially. Long mm. story, I'll, I'll tell you later. People on the podcast already heard this story. Putin's out. Basically, it was more or less that. But I had to go buy some new pants, and I balked at the idea that buying four pairs of pants for £6.50, because that's a ludicrous amount of money to spend in Primark, of all places, mm. for a pair of I pants. I should just be giving them out free with the other things that you buy. Absolutely. Buy a t-shirt, have some pants. Absolutely, exactly. <laughs> like, they cost thruppence to make. <laughs> like the markup doesn't need to be that big, uh, but someone emailed in because Ollie was then disappointed that no one was emailing in about how cheap I'm how being. Cheap, yeah, and it's very cheap. And I was going to say, I am aware that I'm being cheap. Mm. Like a lot of people, are, I think are well, the reason a- you're needing to buy emergency pants is probably because your other ones are falling off you <laughs> because they're so they're basically made of rice paper. Well, they they were really smelling of smoke. Yeah. After- Did you get them wet? Did you? <laughs> oh well, wow. they they just fall apart then. Mate. <laughs> But I think, yeah, some people are, are kind of thinking I'm being very serious with this. But I'm not. I, I'm I'm being this for comedic effect. But I do still think that it's quite a large amount of money to pay in Primark. £6.50 is like, like one in, pair of pants if, elsewhere. If I was in Debenhams, then oh, yeah, I'd, oh, I'd probably De- see like your, your next Your markup from Primark is Debenhams, Debenhams. and not like Top Man. It's Marks and Spencer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I want the Rocker John Rocker clothes. <laughs> Uh, but Reese did email and say hello Luke, Ollie, Laurie and maybe Chopper but not that other one we don't talk about as Ollie seemed disappointed not to receive any correspondence on Luke's pants on the Smackdown show I thought I'd send something in about it now Luke, in the previous debates I was on your side it is stupid that sizes aren't universal we don't all have the time to try things on and quite frankly, spending more than £15 on any item of clothing other than shoes or a suit or a coat is a rip-off in my mind but I have to draw the line at deeming to want to spend less than almost £1 a pair of pants. The original ones you looked at were perfectly acceptable. And heck, I'd go as far to say that a multi-pack for £10 is a sweet spot. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing. Always enjoy the content. Kind regards, Reese. Maybe there's a way around this. Maybe you could move to Japan and buy the already used underwear out of the <laughs> vending machines. That yep. might be about a pound. Absolutely, you never yeah. Know. yeah that's, you know, that's 80% kind of... fact. I'm not sure they yeah. really exist. <laughs> um, I'm going to say whale. It's W-A-E-L. While, maybe. Whale. While. While. 
I'm not sure. Uh, but he's emailed and say, hello, Luke, and everyone at WrestleTalk. Before getting in, I just want to thank you for all the great content. It's exciting my job. I've been a listener. Uh, I've been listening to all the WrestleTalk podcasts, and I always look forward to the next one. As part of my graduate program, I am taking part in a fundraiser for charity. The graduate have to set a goal uh, for this year's graduates uh, to raise $60,000, uh, 60,000 pounds, rather, for UNICEF as a team. And my personal target is 350 pound quid. To help raise this, I will be taking part in a seven-mile run and canyoning canyoning what is a canyoning with a hundred other graduates in Wales for the charity going through canyons man. canyoning what is canyoning quick like google hiking, live on air Canyoning, also known as canyoneering, is an adventure activity that combines rock and water activities. This sport is full of adrenaline and natural beauty. Wicked. When you go canoeing, canyoning, you'll be trekking through river gorges, around pools, and behind waterfalls. That sounds rad. That sounds fun. Let's That's, go. Yeah, let's do some let's canyoning. Do an, let's do an away day. Wrestle talk, go great yeah, canyoning. We, should be like, yeah. we don't like Andy. We need to go <laughs> get, you know, become friends. Exactly, yeah. We'll do this as a team-building yeah, exercise. Bully him into it. Bully him. <laughs> climb up that mountain, Randy! <laughs> Randy, climb it! Get wet, Randy! <laughs> All the money would go towards providing education resources to children that don't have access to basic education. For example, for children in places of crisis or where natural disasters have occurred. If you or anyone at Restalk are interested in sponsoring or perhaps possibly donating to this fundraiser, I'd be very, very grateful. Here is a link with a bit more information. Um, so it's quite a lengthy URL. So what I'll do is I'll put it in the video video description, the podcast description. Uh, so if you do want to go and help uh, whale... I'm so sorry if I'm saying that name wrong, which I... He's going to Wales. Absolutely believe Maybe I he's am saying it Wales wrong. singular. It could be. Wales. I'm sorry. I'm saying it very, very wrong. I do apologize. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go donate to this uh, wonderful little chap, you can certainly do that by clicking the link that is in the podcast description. Uh, right, let's uh, jump into the main show. We haven't recorded it yet, but we will be doing so soon. Um, and it, we're going to be talking about Ayup Shirai. Ayup Shirai, Io Shirai, and her quest for the NXT Women's Championship. Here is the show. If you are curious, if you're tuning in for the very first time, you are listening to officially. One of the three banging pods ahead of Sunday's WrestleMania, as voted for by UK Ma- UK newspaper, the Metro. <laughs> banging pod. That's what it calls. That, well, that's it. That's the new slogan. They have recommended three banging pods Support ahead. Banging pod. <laughs> three banging pods ahead of Sunday's WrestleMania, and it is WrestleSplania. Talk is Jericho, and the Wrestle Ramble. As someone said. We just made the list. Oh, we did just make the list. <laughs> and I quote, Lovable Londoners Luke Hunter and Ollie Davis break down the week in WWE with reviews, wit, and catchphrases galore. Where's my name? It's also the old artwork, but I'm not going to hold that against them. Really, it's more upsetting that you're not listed. Outrageous. <laughs> they don't I've look- got two names. <laughs> Clearly, like Ollie, they don't listen to the NXT episodes. (laughs) But we are here to talk about NXT, and we're going to kick off with our main topic of conversation, which is about the main event of the show and that main event angle that came along with it. Because it was a match between Kyrie Sane and uh, Bianca Belair, Mm -hmm. who are going to be part of the Fatal 4-Way. Not announced as a ladder match on this show. No. So... As of right now, it is still just a straight Fatal 4-Way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're going to be part of that Fatal 4-Way, uh, Sane Belair, Io Shirai, and Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. So this was kind of like a bit of an exhibition match. Who can get the upper hand? Surprise, surprise, Shayna Baszler ran down and caused <laughs> the DQ. No. Yeah, she did. I need to get some doors on like the <laughs> stage. Like, 
ditch the curtain. Let's yeah. get some doors. Well, the entire NXT locker room emptied, mm. like the women's side of things, to try and break this all apart. And in the end, Bianca Belair just press slammed Lacey Lane over the top rope onto everyone. And then Io Shirai moonsaulted everyone. Yeah. She moonsaulted a locker room. That's, yeah, that's, how... that's how powerful her moonsault is. It is, yeah. But let's talk about the match first. What did you think of it? I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed this match. I thought this was... Um... It was interesting because I'm not always super into Kyrie Sane matches. Mm-hmm. And this felt like they'd come out the gate and they were just like, let's just go big. Like, let's just go crazy. And there was like, and she was still the kind of like kawaii pirate princess so kawaii. thing. But like, it really worked here. Like, yeah. the bit where she like takes her glove off, throws it down, and does her weird like, pose. Yeah, like, pose. And I was then, like, yeah I'm into that. Right hand strike as well. Yeah. Just sucked her right yeah, in the face. Was, I think that's the perfect use of it. It's like, yeah. let's be cute as a disarming device. It's like it's like cats when they're like, stroke me, stroke me, stroke me. It's like, stroke me with your eyes. And then when you touch them, they're like, ah! It's like, <laughs> that was what she was doing. Is that what cats do? That's what cats are doing. Oh, okay. They're like, stroke me with your eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you yeah. <laughs> on the, match, on the, on on the, the match, match side thing. of things. Yeah, 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 I thought it was a very good match. <laughs> I really enjoyed these two working together. I, yeah, kind of like you, I suppose I don't like heavily get into Kyrie Sane matches. Mm. I really enjoy watching her as a wrestler, yeah. but I don't think I've been sort of emotionally invested in any of her matches. I think it's what's in, I think it's interesting with Sane and Bianca Belair, especially though. I think they've both had because Baszler is at the top of the division. Baszler's got a very specific style of wrestling, and it's very slow, very methodical. I break you down, you mm. power up and fight back. And it was interesting to watch the two people who have, for the most part, had to power up and fight back, just go, let's just do the bit where we're powered up. Yeah, like, absolutely. For like minutes. Yeah, and it was. And it was Kyrie Sane working over Bel Air early on, like with an amazing spear, making fun of her hair braid and things yeah, like that. that. Really Wonderful stuff. So, um, Sergeant Kabuki Man elbow off the aprons and things like that. But then Bel Air took over using her strength, press slams and the like. But I absolutely uh, love. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, Bel Air put her foot onto Just Kyrie Sane. Pin, yeah. Cocky pin. And then went, ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> Like she is, <laughs> like she's Mr. Burns answering the phone. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, but then Kyrie Singh got the knees up on like a, this sort of standing frog splash thing. And then started these wonderful rolling neck breakers. Mm. Oh, they were lovely stuff. And um, but Bianca Belair did this incredible like seated superplex. Yeah. Which was Im- amazing. A spider superplex. Yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. And, and then, then she, But then I think it was like, it was a cool move, but then it didn't seem to have a payoff that was as equally as cool. Yeah. She did it, and then she was still on the turnbuckle. And then it was like, stuck. And then she, had to sort of, then she just had to sit back up and then go back down again to like, Back, to roll backwards off and then yeah. do a moonsault. That's it, yeah. yeah. But um, I thought this was uh, decent action. And then, yeah, ba- Basler ran down. And uh, with the rest of the horsemen, they sort of ran roughshod on mm-hmm. Bianca Belair and Kyrie Sane, caused the DQ. Women's locker room empties. It's absolute bedlam. But I thought it was a wicked closing angle to kind of get you hyped for that fatal four-way match. Yeah, I think it was really good because it is throughout this show, we've got a lot of other promos for other matches at TakeOver. And this felt like on that same level of like hype building. I came away from this being like, well, actually, Kyrie Sane to me is the least interesting person in that fatal four-way. Mm-hmm. And I now came away from this being like, oh no, I'm really into all of this. Like yeah. this was this was a perfect sort of like, this is the reason these people should be here. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was really, really, really great stuff. Um particularly then when Io Shirai did her big old moonsault onto everyone. She gets into the ring. She grabs the NXT Women's Championship. She holds it above her head. And you've seen it in the, the thumbnail that we've got on this video. She's kind of like holding it very close to her, which has led a lot of people to think that it might be some sort of like foreshadowing heel turn. But what I loved about this was not just Io holding up the belt. 
it was Kyrie Sane's reaction mm. to EO holding up the belt. She just had this look on her face because these two have been like the kawaii best buds mm. of being like, hey, we're super best friends. We don't like Bianca Belair. We don't like Shayna Baszler, but we love each other because mm -hmm. we're all best buds. And it was the first time you'd seen Kyrie Sane be like, Oh, she might take the thing I want. Yeah, and I'm not sure I'm cool with that. Well, they, and it's interesting as well because then that that bleeds into like I think possibly the the big part of the reason I wouldn't in my prediction have plumped for EO to win the belt is because I think the Sky Pirates as a team could go on to be like the next challengers for Banks and Bailey yeah. down the line. Um, but also. The other reason is now there's also the potential that they cost each other the title here. That's like, it. Yeah, know. they kind of cancel each other out yeah. because you and I both went for EO. Uh, no, we both went for Bel Air. Yeah. We both went for Bel Air. And uh, if you've watched our NXT uh, takeover predictions, we both thought that Bel Air is going to come out the winner of the match. But Ollie went with EO. Yeah. And it's funny, as soon as that episode aired, you and I both turned to each other. I was like, God damn, I think I picked the wrong <laughs> Yeah. I picked the wrong woman to win. I, I, for me, it was. I think thinking deeper, though, I do think actually that either going to be saved as a team for the NXT tag uh, so for the women's tag titles which is what I thought initially or they will cost each other the belts yeah. and I think that's I'm, I'm hoping it's that one because then we're right yeah, but uh, as long as we win I don't mind it was coming out of it I, I suddenly thought I think they were really pushing this idea hard that Sane could be a two time women's champion mm -hmm. coming out of this coming Friday and then with the shot at the end I suddenly thought to myself oh man they're going to have that moment where Sane almost steals the pin from Io Shirai. Like maybe even like Shirai hits the moonsault and Kairi Sane throws her out the ring and steals it. It's not as a heel move, but so just sort of, yeah. but just like, I really want to win this belt. And I know you're my best friend <clears throat> and everything, but... I'm willing to sacrifice I'm willing, for that. Exactly. I'm willing yeah. to sacrifice that because I want to be the champion. I can almost see them going down that direction. And they did hint in this match at like her frustration and not being able to, to pin Belair. And she was like going deeper and deeper into her well of moves and getting more and more vicious as the thing went yeah. on. So yeah, it could be. I can't see them doing a Kairi Sane heel turn. She's too kawaii for, a, for like a yeah. heel turn. But, but she could be Blackbeard. Like... <laughs> A damn yeah, dirty pirate. She could come in as Long John Silver. Oh, man. She's a pirate. It's been in our face all this time. <laughs> oh, of course she's oh, a baddie. Good. Um, Captain Jack Sparrow, you lied to me. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm i still confident in, a, in our pick of Bel Air. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, coming out of this match. I, it, but that's kind of the other brilliance of this match and like of this episode is it really threw a lot of my my preconceived notions of where I thought TakeOver was heading into question. Yeah, I think it did a very good job of just being... I think the, the two factors in this feud, four-way feud, that haven't really been pushed enough are Sane and EO. Like, EO's been very strong since she arrived, but actually has felt like an afterthought and been just immediately flung into, like, a tag team kind of deal. Belair and Shayna Baszler feel like the big-ticket items. Mm. And this did a great job of putting over Sane and also then just putting over EO at the end. So it's like now everyone feels on even footing. Yeah. And it could be a hell of a match. Oh, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And um, are you still thinking that we're going to get a Baszler call up after Mania? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I just think it's her time. I with just... Duke and Shafir or on her own? I think with Duke and Shafir would be the best. Uh, but... Probably just on our own because I think Duke and Shafir probably need a little bit more time down in NXT. Yeah, I, I'm, I am inclined to agree with you. I don't think they are like certainly not match ready, mm. but I think character wise they certainly are. And I think there is a case that there are some wrestlers that just 
benefit from being on the main roster than they were that they did in NXT. I, like, yeah, I like, and I you think they don't a, mind so much having people like I don't think even sending them up to the main roster with Baszler means they can't be having matches in NXT as well mm. because we've seen that like for certain people they're happy to do the you know the the commutes and all that stuff for so why wouldn't they do that with them? And it's just like their matches happen in NXT, but their angle stuff all happens on the main roster where they just back up Baszler. All exactly. The time. Yeah, they could just be seconds to yeah. Baszler, and they can do six man tags and things like that where you're sort of you're hidden on the on the road mm. doing the house show loop and the house show circuit. That might be really good for them. Like I look at Elias as a good example of this. Elias in NXT was bland and boring no one liked Elias mm-hmm. Drift Away was like a common channel it was like the Forgotten Sons of people like say Stay Forgotten <laughs> yeah. he was getting like Drift Away I, no one liked Elias he was the Drift it was a rubbish character as soon as he went up to the main roster he was a completely different person mm-hmm. all of a sudden he just like where were you? Where yeah. were you in all this time in NXT? Like he's and he's an incredible performer now. Mm. I, I think, he, and he's actually a, he feels like a better wrestler now than he did when he was in NXT. I think the Riot Squad are other good examples of that. It's like uh, Liv Morgan was yeah, pretty, she's another good example. Like she's got much much better from being on the main roster, and I think just being exposed to that top level of talent, especially in the women's roster, because it's so much smaller. Chances are two weeks they're done with you having your feud with Dana Brooke you'll be like in the ring with Banks and Bailey or for Charlotte or exactly, Becky, yeah. Becky Lynch you know Exa- and yeah, she's someone to learn from exactly you'd have got to think the Riot Squad have probably been six man tags all the time with Bailey and Banks and you know and, and yeah. another one as well so you, you're in the ring with these people all the time it can only benefit for you so I can o- I could imagine them taking up Baszler with Duke and Shafir mm-hmm. even if and I do agree that Duke and Shafir probably aren't main roster ready yet no but uh, I, I don't think it'd be the worst thing either i think they could learn a lot from well i think main it, roster. it's worth it's worth considering the fact that like absolution and the riot squad like two-thirds of both teams weren't main roster ready really yeah and they all pretty much are now like you know they and it, they i don't i wasn't annoyed at the idea of them being there for the time that they've been there like yeah just quietly getting on with it in the matches in the kind of matches they've been in as well like backing up a hot ticket item like a ruby riot who should have been Push to the moon by now. Yeah, tell me You know, it. or Page, a returning Page. Like, same thing with Duke and Shafir. If they're just backing up Baszler. Yeah, it's not the worst thing you know, in the it's world. It's not the actually. worst thing in the world. It's, it's a great learning experience. And, like, it's probably better to do that than it is to just stay in full sale forever. And if you want to do those for, those horsemen, horsemen matches, absolutely. But uh, let's go back to Io Shirai. Do we <clears> think <throat> she can win this Friday? Tomorrow, in fact. Can't believe yeah, takeovers tomorrow. So so, mate. We'll get back to Io Shirai in a second, but I just want to say, this show made me hyped for mm. this coming Friday. Holy there are heck some it. great promo oh, packages in this. Oh, good lord. Well, we'll, we'll get into this, but mm. yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Can Io Shirai win on Friday? I think she definitely can. Uh, I don't want her to, because then I lose <laughs> the prediction, but uh, I, think, I think she definitely could. And I, and it wouldn't, I don't think it would be damaging to the, the NXT women's division to have her win. Like, she's, a, she's an awesome talent, like... Pushing her to the moon is obviously also great for many business reasons. She wears a mask. You can sell the mask. Absolutely. Her the merch. Cool. Think of the merch. Yep. But like, I think she's, yeah, and she's cool. Like She's very different to a lot of the other women in WWE because she's such a high flyer. Like yeah. she's, She just does crazy stuff that other people there don't do. So Yes. I uh, I think it's now down to Sane and Belair, personally. And I still think Belair is coming out champion on Friday. Mm-hmm. I and think a heel turned Belair. Well, I think she's been kind of heel since. She's been heelish. She's been heelish. I think I since think that six like woman tag. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good shout. Like I think since that six woman tag where she didn't pin Baszler, 
and Eo did. I think she has been more heelish since then. Like going back to that original Bianca Belair character. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, maybe even going like full on cheating to win, bringing out the hair whip again. I yeah, because I think that that all plays off the undefeated kind of vibe. Like you know, she's now ignoring the actuality of what happened and just saying, yeah. I'm still undefeated. So. In her mind, yeah, it doesn't matter. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We've now got to do some $25 and above Patreon shoutouts. If you want one of those, then all you got to do is become one of our pledge hammers on Patreon at the $25 amount or more, and you'll get your name shouted out by these three cool cats here. Starting off with Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Hey! He's a sexy man, not an Andrew Gross man. That's right, he's not a gross man. Switchblade, Courtney Summers. Oh, yes, one of our longest standing Woo! ones. Uh, dot 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 dive Dylan Cachetta yes nice they drew first blood not me Grace Rambo oh yes if you're wondering why I'm clapping with one hand because I'm trying to I'm also correcting the cameras Uh, next up you sold out Jay Sellers yeah you did mate yeah you did Jonathan the headmaster headman oh Jonathan the demon headmaster Damian Wayne Wade Wilson that's a lot of comic book references in one I trust you as Sam Farah as I can throw you. Still my favourite gag. Still my favourite gag. Have a cup of tea, Lee. Because his name's T. Lee. T. Lee. Caught 
in a Travis web. Oh, like Spider-Man. And lastly, yet, Datsun, take us home. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Go Good catch stuff. a big one. Love <laughs> I'm not scared. Uh, right, well, Randy, Datsun, do you have some questions for us? Yes. <laughs> um, I do. Uh, Spencer O asks, thanks for reminding me that trapdoor exists, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. But remember... It existed. It's not yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Don't you open that trapdoor. <laughs> You're a fool if you dare. Uh, we have Tanner... I can't remember how I spelled wrote this down. Tanner something uh, <laughs> says, which main roster stars should go back to NXT? I, I love you, Randy. I really yeah. do, mate. <laughs> my God. Uh, all of oh, them? One of my favorite people. Uh, oh, uh, Tyler Breeze. Tyler. Tyler Breeze for me. I know we had him on NXT a couple of weeks back, but for me, he's, do he's doing nothing. Like, the, he is a nothing factor on Raw. The Ascension. Y yeah, the, to be honest. Uh, the dissension. <laughs> Send him back down. And, like, the dissension's really, again, not a bad shout because mm. they, I think they still are the longest reigning NXT tag team champions. So to be able to go down with that accolade, mm -hmm. I think is something that's quite cool. But also, they were tag team champions in a time before TakeOver events. Yeah. So I don't think they were ever really, like, yeah, they were the longest reigning tag champs, but who were you defending against? Like, yeah. it was just a lot of makeshift teams. And so I think that... Them coming back now with such a strong tag team division would be really, really beneficial to them. I genuinely think any mid-card act, mid to lower card act in WWE should just be able to go back to NXT for six months and then come back up to the main roster sort of at will. Absolutely. I just think like, I get the fact that you don't want to take like your Finn Balor's, your Seth Rollins, your Roman Reigns off Raw for any period of time. Yep. Like, unless you're sending them to SmackDown. But everyone else... Yeah, no one's turning up for Tyler Breeze. Like no, no yeah. one's going. Like I have to see. I've got to get that hot ticket to go see yeah. Apollo Crews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Apollo back in NXT, people were like, okay, I, okay, okay right. yeah, I can get on board with this guy. Okay. Yeah, good question. That's uh, Adam Pearson asks. Do you play Magic the Gathering? It's too complex, no. I understand. I've got a bit of a thing with Magic the Gathering. When I was a kid, I, I was um, my, my brother's six years older than me. Five and a half, as he'll tell you. Five and a half years older than me. Um, that's because he's nearing 40 now. No. So <laughs> I'm five and a half years old, I'm not that much older. So him and his friends, I used to play games with them all the time. They were like sort of my gateway into like the tabletop world or like Warhammer and things like that. And they hated Magic the Gathering. Like, my my brother's friend Alex in particular hated Magic the Gathering. It's for nerds. And he was, he was just like, it's like the it's the worst card game in the world. He just absolutely hated it. So I think that hatred had just carried over into my adult life mm. now. Because I was just like, because I'm a young kid, just wanting to be with all the other cool kids and be like, yeah, no, I, I agree the with you, man. Stupid, oh, I think it's stupid. stupid so I Gathering. think my hatred of Magic the Gathering has just carried over from me being six mm. <laughs> and being told by two 12-year-olds that magic's rubbish. It's pretty good. I don't know. I'm, it's too complex for me. Yeah, I'm a Star Realms guy anyway. I barely, I've barely played Keyforge since I bought Deck. I bought Halo like twice. Yeah. Oh, I love Keyforge. Just have enough though. time. Keyforge. Undefeated at Keyforge thus far. I one, love that game. One match. Uh, three. <laughs> That's it. Uh, one match well, against one, three matches against one newbie. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't, well, yeah, it was my brother. Uh, I mean, this is un unprecedented, but I did play Magic the Gathering when I was Really? Younger, yeah. Oh, mate. What did you, okay, no! well. No! 
So, Datsun, really, your best place to answer this question. What do you think of Magic I, the Gathering? I haven't played in a while, but I, I used to really enjoy it. Me and my brother used to play it every time I went on holiday. He was much better than me, but he is a few years older. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. This is no, why we, Datsun's over in the comment we, section. Uh, we had so sad. We 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 just had really nice times together. So oh, I nice. I just I just you know I just really enjoyed it. Oh, nice way. Can I have a question, please? Yes, you can. Uh, from yeah, enough about you and your life. <laughs> from Wrestling Combat Club says Gargano to the main roster after NXT full time? Question mark. So the current rumor is he's heading to two hundred five live. Boo. Boo indeed. Which, as we were saying on the prediction show, feels like it's a, it's a lateral move. Like you're just yeah. moving across to two hundred five live as opposed you're to moving like, down. Really? Actually, like, actually you are it's, moving. It's down. watched by less people. So yeah, yeah, you are moving downwards. You do get to. There's some amazing people there that you can have matches with. Like Gargano would also be like perfectly placed to dethrone Buddy Murphy. If, yeah. If you're not getting Tony Nice this weekend, but know. if it's it's a case of like if you want that big championship moment for Gargano, do you want it to be the cruiserweight championship? Oh, absolutely that no one not. Cares no. About? But no. Then they, that's like, are they just going to put him on 205 to stall for time until Champa returns and then move mm, him back across? To that's NXT a, actually not for like the worst part. idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, actually, I don't think that's the worst. If idea If I was Johnny, I'd be like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I still don't want to do that, even yeah. if it is finishing this story and getting this big return to NXT pop when yeah. he comes back. But. Absolutely, yeah. So. Um, um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather Gargano stay in NXT. If he was but going anywhere, I would want him to go SmackDown. Uh, yeah. But then again, I said that about Andrade, and it yeah. took them like a year to like work out what to do with that. Mm. And then um, so it just leaves you a lot of frustration. Look at Sanity. Like Sanity as a group, are, like they were, they were a team that was like, I can't. Bl- I'm so glad they're on SmackDown. What a perfect place for them to be. Yeah, nothing. And look at them now. Beat three on one by the Miz. Yeah, well, SmackDown's got a few too many Randy Ortons and Jeff Hardy's <laughs> on it, doesn't it? Well, Nowadays, that's it. The sh- Superstar just, Shake-Up might yeah. change that up a little bit. Uh, Dazzin, do we have more questions? Uh, yes, you have uh, two and a half more. Um, you have HP... Half a question. A- yes. HCP Assassin, spelled ass-ass-in, as you <laughs> put it... Uh, could Shafir and Duke uh, do or Duke do what Black and Ricochet have been doing and go on both brands, SmackDown and Raw, if they get called up? No, they'll be assigned to a separate brand. Black and Ricochet are going to be assigned to a brand as well. You like think? Event- yeah, eventually after the after WrestleMania. I don't know. They'll be assigned just, to a brand. I don't know why everyone's but everyone's flitting around nowadays. Well, that's only because it's WrestleMania season. I know, but like, I just it's better. <laughs> it's better this way. Why yeah. wouldn't you go? Well, that's better. Yeah, and I think the Black and Ricochet will get. Like, I don't think they're winning this uh, this coming Sunday, mm. and I think they'll end up on Raw as a Raw tag team. Yeah, I just think which, it's, it's, by I hasten to add, is the worst use of them. The worst use. Yeah, it's, but it's a shame, isn't it? Because like, obviously, a lot of this is all based around various TV deals that are happening where they're like, well, I want these people in place here, here, and here for yeah. this thing and that thing. So, fine, but hopefully that deal also includes the fact that it's like we've got people that we've cherry-picked to be on these programs, and then everyone else can kind of just go elsewhere and do other stuff. Yeah. And if that's the case, let them float around. Absolutely. Uh, Datsun. Yes, another one from, it is Tana Sterica, as I should have said earlier. Uh, does the fact that Vince doesn't watch NXT harm the product? No. Yeah, I think it's allowed to do more. Yeah, it gets away with more things. It gets away with having like, Billy Eilish as a uh, a theme song mm. because Vince isn't involved. He's like, no, put some tiny temper on it. <laughs> I want timber. Uh, I'm going down. I'm yelling timber. <laughs> better move. You better <laughs> dance. Speaking of which, uh, Keo Bandodka has asked me to sing, but I will not do that. Um, <laughs> Can you do a rap instead? I'm... 
Can you imagine me rapping in this voice? <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah. And I think it will be hilarious. A bit of Eminem. Well, I'll, I'll prepare some for later. Thanks, mate. Um, Tomo, as usual, um, asks, uh, any NXT tag teams to be called up after WrestleMania? Or if or not... Not that they will be, or should they be, perhaps? Street Profits! Come mm. on, mate. It's time for the profs. Profs to come up to the main roster. Yeah, I would say Birch and Lorcan, but Birch is very much training people, isn't he? In yeah, and Lorcan's now on 205. now on 205 Live as a heel for some reason. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Who else is there? Who even else is there? So many tag teams. Um, I mean, I don't think the Undisputed Era are getting called up. No, um, I think they should stay. Who else was it? Forgotten Sons? They'll Forgotten be staying Sons around. Who else were in the... Um, uh, the Dusty Classic DIY European Union they'll European be on Union. NXT UK yep. so really I think it's the, the profs probably yeah, the profs. and that really depends on what happens when they face Eichner and Bartel this on next the, week yeah so but on the taped before exactly yeah. yeah right well thank you all for your questions we'll have some more of those at the end of the show good work Andy as always mate uh, but the show kicked off with Wrestle Talk fan and Married Mark's uh, frequent Karen in front row she was almost front and centre for the show so hi Karen good to see you uh, and then the show was actually kicked off by the War Raiders coming out for the it's, and I thought to myself God, we haven't seen the War Raiders in ages. I don't think we've seen them since they won the titles, doing any, not doing a match. Exactly. Like they came out last week to pose with the belts against Black and Ricochet. Yeah, they've popped out. They've been on stage a few times. They've popped up behind the Undisputed Era a few times. Yeah, as well, maybe. Like, yeah. There's nothing they've really done. It just feels like, it feels like ages since we've seen them wrestle on TV. Th- but they have been just, busy they, with the, the Tag Classic, I guess. Yeah, and are they just resting up? Because they were so injured coming out of the War Games match, and yeah, then true, rested yeah. up. They rested up after that to come back and then have the the big tag match where they won the title, and yeah. then now they're resting up again, probably just because everything just exploded again inside <laughs> Hansen after the, after that first one. Yeah, so they came out for a match against two jabronis. Um, McInnes was just like, I mean, this is a risky move by the War Raiders. They've got a tag match. like They've got a, a title defense this coming Friday. They could get injured here, mm. which was really funny. Yeah, um, the worst thing that happened is they could stub their toes. <laughs> Hansen, like, booted one of them in the face. Like, mm. they were two proper little jobbers, these lads. Beals all over the place. Absolutely. Just, just some Jessicas. Yeah, just throwing hit and yonder and they pinned them quite quickly mm-hmm. then uh, uh, Roe cut a promo saying that Regal has allowed them to send a message to Alistair Black and Ricochet for this coming Friday and uh, Hanson just like terrifyingly comes up it's like but you don't have to listen you just have to watch <gasps> bring out the next team and they brought out the next team it was Cesar Bononi and Adri- it's Adrian Jowd yeah Adrian Jowd 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 uh, and War Raiders killed them too mm. with wicked clotheslines long and- established tag team Cesar Bononi yep. and Adrian Jowd and the, a knee by row that made you jump out of your chair yeah I, <laughs> I, it's just I think that's my favourite move in wrestling is the the sort of like back flip yeah like monkey flip type well the sort of arm drag type thing that he does up and over and slams them down and just knees him in the face and yeah. then just screams at them it's got it's so good oh it's wonderful stuff <laughs> I love it when Riddle does as well because Riddle just grabs you by the hands as well and just mm. like brings you further yeah, but he into doesn't it. scream at them and that's what that's and that's the, the key that's to the it. selling of it for me I'm just yeah. like if you don't scream it's you don't mean it is that what Sarah Logan went for as well <laughs> yeah that's it she keeps saying if you don't scream I'm just not going for you there you go. And that's, that's how they got married. Ooh. So, for any of our single uh, viewers out there, <laughs> just scream. Knee people in the face and scream. And uh, women will come flocking. 
That's terrible advice. Don't that do is, that. Yeah, don't don't need people in the face. Bad. Never do that. Uh, but uh, they also brought up that Zhao does a black bait in Aikido, which I believe is what Steven Seagal practices. Mm. Fun fact for you. Sounds like a uh, European supermarket. <laughs> get my shopping from Aikido. Uh, and shock and uh, shock horror. War Raiders killed them and won. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Big old power bombs, power slam <laughs> combos, top rope leg drop. Just slaughtered these two lads. <laughs> and it was pretty wicked, in all fairness. Yeah. Really I was up it. for another team. Yeah. Oh, to be <laughs> I, honest, I was like, let's have another one out. Let's have another one. Who else could we send could down? Have, well, they could have escalated it. They could have just done, like, jobbers, people you've heard of, street profits. Ah, oh, you can't do it to the profits. You can do it to the profits. No. Definitely. Yeah, but I feel like you could have done someone, like, slightly further up. Yeah, no, I, I hear what like you mean. Like, been like, yeah. Like in a European Union. Yeah, and actually had, like, a match where it's a bit more, like, it's a tiny bit more competitive, and then they still just... Dominate. Just dominate, yeah. But, but remember, like, I know you said you can't do that to the profits, but there was that bit where there was the big tag team brawl and they came out and wiped everyone that's out. That's true. So they have beaten the entire locker room on their own before. <laughs> very true, yeah. So um, I, I think it was a good showing for War Raiders, which they needed because Alistair Black and Ricochet have been so featured on NXT yep. for the Dusty Classic. I think you needed this kind of, like, double squash match to really put over the War Raiders. I think it's going to be an excellent match this coming oh, Friday. Wait. It's going to be so great. Speaking of things I cannot wait for this Friday, so this is tomorrow. I can't wait. It's Pete Dunne versus Volta in New York, and they had this hype package video for it. Um, talking about how Dunn is closing in on 700 days as the WWE United Kingdom champion. He won it in Chicago years ago. And then you had him be like, I'm the champion and I'm going to remain the champion of NXT UK. <laughs> it belongs to me. And then we got loads of clips of Volta from Progress and WXW and NXT UK where he just murders people I got chills when his music started in that promo oh. I was like I I cannot wait to watch an entire arena of people just go that was I mean I loved progress mm. last year hello Wembley but that was my favorite moment of the whole thing was just Wembley Arena all in unison going, da, 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 da. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And so that is going to be... It's like a really classy football chart. <laughs> so, um, or like going to the darts. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's going to be amazing inside the Barclays Center. Mm. Holy hell, it's going to be great. Wonderful, wonderful video so package. As long as people know who he is. like yeah. Oh, and they will. I think, after, I, think I think after that video package as well, you're going to get a lot of people just being like, oh, okay, yeah. I think it's and the, Pete Dunne yeah. is so over as well. Yeah, it's the hardcore audience going mm. to that show. Yeah? It's the traveling audience. So I think that everyone, there's going to be so many Progress fans there who are going to be massively into it. Speaking of Progress, they announced Kyle O'Reilly for um, uh, Super Strong Style. My God. My God. Um, we then got a video package for um, NXT TakeOver New York, basically. It was just, mm -hmm. this, this show is happening. It's happening on Friday. Soundtrack to Billy Ellish, which, ironically, is called an NXT loud theme. If mm. it, it is anything but loud. You should see me in a crowd. Yeah. Dum, dum, dum. Actually, I, to be fair, the song got over with me. Uh, yeah. So, today. Like, oh, sorry, Datsun? That song's on Rocket League, for anyone uh, wondering where that possibly became famous. What's a Rocket League? 
It is a uh, I know what video it is. Game. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I was playing dumb. It's car football, Luke. In all, in all fairness, though, I have played Rocket League, and it is rubbish. Mm, no, no, it's not. wrong. <laughs> no, it you're is. really wrong. It, it is, is a great game. Quite pants. I'm terrible at it, but it's good. I'm awful at it, but I think that's the game's fault, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> you probably also think about Castlevania, I'm sure. <laughs> it is no Castlevania, I will say that. No, because it's a completely different genre of game, Luke. <laughs> and not a better one. Um, but yeah, to your point, I made fun of this track. Not made fun of it, but I was like, God, it, it's like the most, an, it's an anti-wrestling song. It's an anticlimactic song. Yes. And I still stand by that. However, I would listen to it. I did listen to it after this. And oh, yeah? I think it really worked in this promo. I think this promo was, one, awesome. I love the shot where Johnny Gargano is leading the whole... Like, NXT locker room. Yeah, the stuff, main yeah. yeah, the main locker room through smoke towards the camera. That's brilliant. Like, yeah. It was so stylish and so cool. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think the song fit, fit it perfectly. It's better than Disturbed. Uh, well, it's nice to have something some variety where it's not just people I've not heard of singing about their feelings. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's yeah. just been like, you should... Well, unless she's singing about her feelings about crowns. Yeah, I know, but the beat's different, isn't it? <laughs> the beat is different. You've Edit. got a real problem with genres, Luke. No, no, Castlevania, I, Rocket League, same I said thing, it, mate. I Billie said Eilish, I liked it. Disturbed, same thing, mate. I said I liked the track, man. I would totally <laughs> listen to it. I would have that on my car playlist, and I would enjoy it. My wife would hate it, but I would love it. Mm. Um, video package for the Performance Center and their YouTube channel. I liked this. I liked it as I well. I like the Performance Center's YouTube channel. I think it's great. So my question to you, um, I think we'll probably talk about this more than I think anyone ever expected us to. Do you think that it breaks kayfabe and is that a bad thing? Uh, it does break kayfabe, I think. Um, but that's not a bad thing, yeah. I don't think. I think I think kayfabe is no longer a thing we need to maintain as like the idea that like if someone finds out that's a bad thing. I think we only need to... Maintain it in the sense of like what happens here is the story and what happens here is the thing we're all interested in. Yeah. It's the same as being like, you know, I'm interested in actors' lives, but I'm also interested in what they do in films. Mm -hmm. But I, I would be like, you know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I'm like, what's the Joker as a character about? And then what does he do yeah. in his regular day? What's he have for breakfast? I just want to know. Absolutely. And I think that's fine with the, like the, the PC stuff is to be like, you know, people are connected. They all work and live in the same place we're all looking at them on twitter anyway so it's not yeah you know, that's like, the key to it really so, it? kayfabe has already been broken so yeah. you can't really put it back together i guess is the problem and really this channel is designed for people who watch channels like this that are the hardest of the hardcore fans mm -hmm. so they all know that it's a kayfabe world and things like that so i don't think people mind too much does but, anyone not know i don't know i want to meet that guy when I read some YouTube comments or mm. some people on Twitter, I'm like, I don't think they know. I don't think they do know. Because <laughs> um, there's like a shot like right at the end of this when like Ricochet and uh, Casey Catamaran are having a little mm. like smooch and stuff and enjoying themselves. And yeah, Rhea Ripley's just standing there like hanging out with them. And I'm yeah. like, don't you hate everyone? Like in your character. But she does hate that bit as well. She's <laughs> leans in. Goes, yeah, but it's a bit of fun. I loved it, though. I thought it was a fun little package. It's a really good YouTube channel. Check it out. Yeah. Also, we feature in that channel because Matt Riddle's Arrival series, you can see the rest of Talk Magazine in his office. So Boom. thumbs up. He's Cheers, He's been Matt. using it to roll. <laughs> uh, roll, um, <laughs> practice rolling? Yes, yes. Front rolls. Yes. Yeah, nothing else. 
<clears throat> so, uh, Candice LeRae was being interviewed earlier in the day, um, and I feel bad for Candice at times like this, where she walks up and like, hey, Candice, can we interview you? She's like, yeah, sure. And they're like, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, I am more than just Johnny's <laughs> wife. I'm a wrestler. I'm a wrestler. <laughs> Respect me. I was in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Respect me. Poor Candice. Poor Candice. She did, however, turn this into the fact that, yeah, I'm also, I want to be NXT Women's Champion. Mm -hmm. So, well done you, Candice. That's um, what you want. Exactly. And then yeah. uh, Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne walk up, and they all stand in a line, and uh, Aaliyah says some stuff. She had this really weird line, though. I don't think, if I might have misheard this. Right, go on. Or they, met, they did a mistake. She made an error, and they didn't bother doing a retake. But she said... Candice, you want to be a champion, which makes you a failure. I was like, no, I think that makes her a bit of a winner, doesn't it? Like, she oh, wants to be something. Yeah. I don't know. We should have left Aaliyah where she was. <laughs> Back in the closet. Back in the closet, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Well, she is going to be at a NXT TakeOver. She's going to be at the Brooklyn Center. Mm -hmm. Not on the TakeOver show, but in the pre-show bit mm -hmm. that's going to then air next week, which we'll obviously be reviewing here on this channel. Uh, and that sort of match was made. Like, Candice challenged Aaliyah to a match, and then it was announced later on in the show. I really like Candice. Love yeah, Candice really LeRae. Good. I'm looking forward to this sort of post-takeover season where she might actually be involved in some Yeah, she might be some story to lines. Sort of work her way up, yeah. Stop being just Johnny's wife and being sort of like a third wheel to that Gargano Champa storyline. Mm. Although a very effective third wheel. I don't want to like downplay her role no, in because great, she was yeah. great as it. But she's also a very good wrestler. Yeah, I think the problem is, is that was such a dominating story in NXT that they were like, we can't really do anything else with her because every time then every time we have to mention that she's his wife then we have to go back and be like but she's also had this match and there's all these other yeah. information it's like why no one's stopping her doing these things particularly when Gargano was in his heel role as well. yeah. yeah yeah um spe confusing. speaking of dominating segue only Lorkin versus Jackson Riker 205 lives only Lorkin mm -hmm. um my first note of this well this match should be as stiff as a dick to only Lorkin it bloody was mm. this match was very hard I liked Birch outside just challenging the other lads oh that was real <laughs> come on then come on then come on then that's great Brilliant. bloody love you Danny Birch um, but there's like there was a Lorcan comeback to this match mm -hmm. but this was very much a Jackson Riker showcase and he looks great when he does these showcases yeah I would I it's slow is the only my only issue is this like match did go long there's slow slow beatdowns they're brutal looking some of the stuff he does is amazing but it's it's very like slow moving picks them up does something crazy thinks about it does another thing yeah and the crowd were being like oh my god for a bit very quiet yeah. yeah very quiet for this like and i'll be honest nothing kills a crowd more in 2019 than doing a bear hug yeah like when he wrapped him in for a bear hug i was like lads yeah come on, guys, guys come on like you did such good work last week to get over like yeah. you know you were on the cusp of people caring about the forgotten sons exactly you yeah, did the, the impossible exactly the commentary team were just like oh, jackson riker's gonna have to try and put the forgotten sons back on the right track i was like they made it to the final they yeah. Yeah. They got beat by Alistair Black and Ricochet. That's not exactly a bad thing. Yeah, two two previous champions. <laughs> yeah, quite exactly. Yeah. Man, they've hit a bump in the road. Yeah. They lost one match. Yeah. They went further than anyone would have expected. Um, but yeah, I thought this was quite good. I like Oni's comeback. I love his mm. European uppercuts and his big old chops. My favorite is whether he holds the side of their head and then just slaps, slaps them. them. Love it. Uh, and then Riker does a sit-out powerbomb and he wins. Mm. I believe the move is called No Remorse. That's Yeah, that's what I wrote, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, nice stuff. Uh, we then got... I like the fact the other sons held him back from beating him up further as yeah. well. That was quite a cool moment, I thought. That was cool. But coming up next, easily the best thing on this show 
by leaps and bounds. I could spend an hour talking just about this. Frame, I want to do a frame-by-frame frame breakdown of this. It was a video package to hype up Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship, the vacant NXT Championship. Hype it did. Hype it did. Bearing in mind that this match is two weeks old mm. because it was supposed to be Gargano Champa for the championship at TakeOver. Champa got injured, had to vacate the belt. So now we had to build this match very, very quickly. It's two weeks, three weeks at most old. Mm -hmm. And this video package made it feel like an absolute war yeah. that has been raging and raging. And what I loved about this and what I love about NXT and why it makes me angry with the main roster sometimes is this whole video package wasn't they didn't artificially add anything in they didn't make anything up no. this whole video package was based around their characters and their characters journeys though they have been separate they have now come together and they're using these character moments to create tension between the two well it's nuts isn't it because this whole promo package was built around two sit-down interviews with them uh, and the face-to-face -face they had the other week and all the lines in that being interspliced with what they were saying and the commentary stuff. And they just made this incredible video package that, like, some other people have, like, six months build. And they can't get something as good as that out of it. And yeah. this just had such a good through line, a good narrative. And made what was basically an accidental match happening feel like a blockbuster event the biggest match possible yeah it's a bit like going back to progress uh i said this in when we did our top 10 matches of the year but that was meant to be uh volta versus zach saber mm -hmm. jr and yeah we were all really stoked for that match but when tyler bake uh w replaced zach because he had his new japan um uh what's the word i'm after he had to go to new japan um they had this video package before that match and i remember turning to you at the time i was just like this felt like this feels like it was always supposed to be mm -hmm. this match. Yeah. Like the Zach, the Zach match was never ever going to happen. It was always going to be this Tyler yeah, Bate yeah. match because it was an exceptionally well put together video package and, and told this story again using characters mm -hmm. and using the characters themselves to get that story over. And I just think they did this exceptionally here. Ollie and I got a bit of flack yesterday because we were talking about there was a, a lack of Vince McMahon in the Kofi Kingston mm -hmm. angle from SmackDown. And we got some flack from people because they called us hypocrites because we were complaining that Vince McMahon was all over that storyline. Yeah. And I can see from a certain point of view, but I think people misunderstood what we were saying about the lack of Vince. The lack of Vince on yesterday's SmackDown, Tuesday SmackDown, meant that that storyline had no conclusion. Mm -hmm. It was just dropped. Yeah. And it, all, it meant that all those weeks of TV meant nothing. And we were yeah. just wasting time to get to this one week of build for a match. Yeah. And that's frustrating because I wanted that story. If, it, if you're going to do the storyline, at least finish it. Yeah, unless they're doing something at Mania with it. That's what we said. But then you could have hinted at it, couldn't you? Like, yes. There could, so have just been a, there could just be a shot of Vince somewhere just watching. Yeah. And he doesn't have to say anything, doesn't have to do anything, but he's just so you taking know that he's there. Yeah, you exactly, know yeah. that he's about to do something. So in the seats. And it could have been the John Oliver thing. We don't know that he could have been there. And because of the John Oliver segment, they decided to take him off TV. We don't know if that's the case. That's mm -hmm. a theory. I think it's a pretty good theory. But... To bring that round to this video package, and I, and I hasten to, I don't like to repeat myself, but it was, this was Johnny Gargano's story. 
as a character through NXT mm-hmm. and his journey that he's taken to get to this point. And Adam Coles debuting at a takeover, having the most dominant faction, uh, you know, uh, war games, NXT North American champion, the first one, this flash. And he, I point out, it's like, yeah, you call yourself Johnny Takeover, but you lose You've all got the, the worst time. Track record, the worst yeah. track record. Everything that he, they, these two were saying Even was. The Dreams all, won at Takeover. Yeah, everything these two were saying was completely true mm-hmm. and it was just it made me so excited for this coming Friday and this yeah. match I keep saying this coming Friday it's tomorrow yeah I keep I forgetting that super super stoked for this like specifically for this match and for Pete Dunwalter like th- those are the two big hitters in my in my book this one especially because I really don't mind who wins like I really really just feel like whoever wins it's going to be an amazing moment yeah and I'm just excited to see which one they pick and how annoyed or jubilance I am at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And I love Gargano saying that, yeah, Adam Cole is hungry, but I'm starving. Mm-hmm. Oh, like that's a great, great line. I loved it. And as it felt so real because then you have shots of them training for this. I love the like it's a real montage. fight. I why don't they do more of this yeah. on the like it just makes it feel so real, like you're genuinely training for a big time fight. Gargano, I've come back to my hometown. I go back to the gym where I originally trained, mm-hmm. where I first got my like. And he's running around the stadium. stadium. Oh my god, it was so good. Gonna need a montage. And you had Cole training with the other members of the Undisputed here, and him mm-hmm. saying like, "Have you ever heard the term like power in numbers or yeah. strength in numbers?" I love this. My notes at the end of this are just that effing ruled. I effing love wrestling. <laughs> Uh, and I do. Yeah. These kind of video packages make me love professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Anything else you want to say on it? No, just I can't wait. I prefer to stop doing this now and just go and wait. For it. I'm just <laughs> going to wait quietly it. for this to happen. If tomorrow. you haven't watched this week's NXT, skip through everything and just watch this or find this oh, promo on YouTube. I'm really looking forward to getting to watch that again oh, tomorrow. Oh, God. I'm gonna, when we get back to the office, to the let's match. watch it with Ollie. Yeah. Because he hasn't seen it yet. So let's watch it with him. Then we've got a promo for WrestleMania with an, a garbage song. A, mm. a garbage, terrible song. It really brought me <laughs> down a notch. Um,. And then we got a video for Matt Riddle versus the Velveteen Dream. This was a more standard video affair. Riddle saying that he's going to win. Dream saying he's going to win. But I like that both of them were putting each other over mm-hmm. in these promos. And I think that's always the best thing to do. Riddle saying, like, you are one of the, like, Dream is one of the best in the world. But he's not the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Referring to that Riddle himself is the best one. Thought it was a good promo. Yeah, I like the fact that he was like, he likes the spotlight so much. And what bigger spotlight than being in the ring with me? Like, oh, it's, yes. yeah, it's just an ego off. It's brilliant. Oh, it's great. Love Matt Riddle. Uh, five weeks ago, crazy to think this was five weeks ago, we had that Keith Whoa, Lee, man. Dominic Dijakovic match, which unfortunately, like their feud got cut a little bit short because of Keith Lee's injury. They, they were meant to be on the takeover pre-show mm-hmm. effectively that would then air next week. Uh, but Keith Lee has this sort of like backstage moment with some reporters where they said they were bumped from New York, but he went to William Regal, and it's going to happen in two weeks' time. So not at the TakeOver event, but the week after. Welcome but, effing back, Keith oh, Lee. Oh, mate, he's so good. I cannot wait for this as well. Bloody love me mm. some Keith Lee. Got to be great. I hope the whole episode is that one match. Oh. <laughs> Me too. I hope it goes on for three weeks. Yeah. I hope it just, it carries on. Yep. It's fight yeah. forever, mate. Yeah. Fight forever. So yeah, with the two matches we're going to be getting next week in amongst all of our video packages. So 
we're going to struggle to think of a title for next week's yeah. show and things to talk about. Candice LeRae, something, something. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, Aaliyah. Because <laughs> it is Candice versus Aaliyah and uh, the Street Profits versus Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel of the European Union. Both matches, I think, will be good. Mm. Particularly that tag match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we got the main event, which we thought was good. So what do you think of the show overall? I really liked it. Um, it got me very hyped yeah. for TakeOver. And I think that's the job that it set out to do in yep. the first place. So what more do you want, really, from a thing? And those promo packages oh, are some of the best I've ever seen. That well, That's a chef kiss video mm, package. Seriously. Mot de bueno, chef's kiss. Go out of your way to watch that video mm -hmm. package. Speaking of packages, Andy Datsun, what have you got for us? <laughs> what a uh, what an introduction. Uh, well, someone is... Uh, You're welcome. There's a man in the in the comments uh, calling us uh, nerds. <laughs> uh, and also nerds! that we have never seen a lady's private parts, but uh, whatever. Um, that's just his nerds. thoughts. Yeah. Um, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> The Zornis says... I've got the internet. I've seen a lady's private parts. <laughs> uh, I've seen that movie, Private Parts, the Howard Stern story. <laughs> uh, the Zornis, or Zornis possibly, says, uh, I think Pete Dunne's gimmick won't be understood on the main roster. What do you think? The whole bruiserweight kind of bending people's fingers. And no, that would translate across. I, I think that would translate. I don't really think it's a gimmick. Like, it's not it's not enough of a gimmick that I'm like, that's a gimmick. It's just a dude who's a bit mean. Yeah. Like, I think that's fine. And I think the term cruiserweight is well and is well known enough yeah. that I think people would get what bruiserweight means. It's just a fun word to say. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's just there to be like, that's a fun thing to say. Does it? Yeah, I'm less worried about the crowd reaction. I'm more worried about a Vince reaction of being like, mm. considering that Pete Dunne is what five foot five or something like that. Yeah. And you'll just see him as like, and I don't understand. I don't understand what he's saying because his accent's real thick, and you can't cut a promo. So that's what it's going to be a, a worry for mm. me for Pete Dunne going to the main. I think he'll just silently sneer for weeks until he gets over, and that's my it. Pete Dunne yeah. sneer. It's terrible. <laughs> Thanks, mate. That's definitely having a stroke. The thing is, they won't have Walter talk probably. I'll just have him stand there and looking all austere because he's. I've spoken to him it's before. Is pronounced and, Austrian? <laughs> and he's uh, and he's quite soft spoken. So yeah, he is very softly spoken. Wonderful man though. Very nice yes. chap. Uh, Tomo. So, hello, Tomo. Says, uh, should NXT be in the Superstar Shake Up International Superstar Shake Up? Oh yeah, it's an international mm. superstar shakeup, isn't it? But we're not sure if that is just because it's in Canada, mm. so they're calling yeah. it the international superstar shakeup. It might just be the international superstar shakeup just for Pete Dunne. That, yeah, I think that could be the other thing. It's just yeah. called that to get Pete Dunne. And also, like international, if you're calling people up from NXT, it's still in America, mate. It's like it's hardly international. Yeah, yeah. I think NXT should be involved. Like, uh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the better way to just debut everyone sort of at once. Though know. in fairness, they usually are. Because mm. like Sanity and Andrade were announced as part of the Superstar Shake-Up last year. True, so yeah. like I think NXT usually are involved. Mm. So yeah, yeah I mean, will. They'll, some will debut on the, the Raw and SmackDown after Mania and others will get announced the week after. Yep. Yeah. Uh, ass Ass In, again, uh, says, <laughs> will name. your crap gimmicks be on the 2K19 playthrough? 
if people have made them and we can find them, then yes, because yeah. we have not got the time to make them ourselves. The main goal, yeah, the main idea is that we're going to try and play through some of the matches from the Takeover card and some of the matches from the Mania card. We'll probably cherry pick the better ones for that because we're only doing an hour stream and there's yeah. however many. Yep. Uh, and then I don't know what we'll do before the G1 Supercard is. Just... Maybe there we'll do some stuff. But yeah, this is a call out. If you can make them on 2K19 and let us know on Twitter how we can find them. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that on the Saturday. Well, maybe we'll do, we'll do like that on the Saturday. We'll do yeah. stupid stuff. On Silly the stuff on the Saturday. I've downloaded the new Power Rangers games. We can play that as well. <laughs> and That's it's... got nothing to do with wrestling, Luke. But it's whole nine characters. <laughs> I love me a fighting yeah. game that's got nine characters. Nine characters, and the Power Rangers already were just color swaps. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> nine characters. Yeah. When I loaded up that character selection screen, I was like, oh, lads, come yeah, on. Yeah, they it's, really Do you know worse? It's a nine character... Two of them are Tommy Oliver. Well, yeah, there's that. It's a nine-character selection screen, and then you pick a team of three. This one, <laughs> this, yeah, this one guy in the comments is going to be going, "The nerds again!" <laughs> Take it over to Screen Stalker. Um, I forgot what the question was. Oh crap, gimmicks! Yeah, uh, yeah yes. if, if you can make them, then we'll find them. But like, we're the sort of people that if you if I started making a character on 2K19, it will take me four hours. Yeah, because I'll just get too into it. <laughs> I'll spend I'll spend an hour and a half on their entrance alone. Mm. And and when I mean that, I mean the first frame of it. I changed the outfit of my wrestler on it between every match. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's so. how sad I am. So yeah, if you can make them for us, um, you know, we'll outsource it to you guys. Thank you. Uh, XSG says, does NXT's runtime help with the feud building? Because it's only, I suppose, it's an hour, an hour long. So. Yeah, no, I'd certainly say that. An hour show is always easier to watch. Mm -hmm. It's always, it's a much tighter show for it being an hour. But we always say this as well. It's like the, the, the brilliance of NXT is they manage to fit probably as many stories into that one hour as Raw gets in three hours. And everything feels like it's actually got enough time. It's kind of breathing the, the important things are important. The other things still get time and still get build. Even the, the minor stuff happening down here has had a little bit of build. Raw just seems to go like, we only really care about two things. Yeah. And 90% of our show will be about that. And on top of that, yeah, they've only got an hour's worth of build, but they've also got a longer period to get like to get it done. They mm. get like three months between takeovers. Yeah. So although you only, yeah, it's only an hour, but you've got three months worth of shows to make before you get to the takeover yep. match. So you've got to smartly plan out those three months in order to get you to that big match. Whereas Raw and SmackDown have them every like <laughs> three or four weeks. I mean, they, yeah, and, and then to sort of be the, to play devil's advocate, they obviously have the difference of like, they have a very hardcore audience that come to it because it's called NXT, not because of who's on it. Whereas Raw, the pressure is on because you're on a sort of in front of a TV audience that mm. you're like, well, it needs to be the people who are popular. Yeah. And so that means that the focus is on these people and then everyone else sort of falls by the wayside because it's all about ratings. Yeah. And I think it being taped helps as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and last one, uh, we talked about favorite oils yesterday. So Laurie, <laughs> what is your favorite oil? Uh, Ollie's is coconut oil, as was um, the answer of my lady friend. Uh, mine is sunflower oil because that's the only one I get. Luke's is Texaco. Exxon Valdez. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this, ca this came from the fact that people were misspelling Ollie's name as oil, oil. and then uh, Andy made the error of correcting them. Oh, my favourite oil is beard oil. Ah, good shout, mate. Do you have a particular scent that you go for? Uh, sandalwood. Yeah, mine's sandalwood as sandalwood well. Is yeah, a, is a great scent for it's so fresh. It it's is so fresh. fresh. It's so fresh. It's nice putting that on of a morning. I do mm -hmm. enjoy it. Champion. 
champion. Absolutely champion. You went to the theater. I night. did go to the theater. Yeah. How you went to go see uh, the bank robbery? Uh, the comedy about a bank robbery. That's the one. Uh, which is by a theater company called Mischief Theater, Mischief Productions, and they do another one that's in London called uh, The Play That Goes Wrong, which I took my dad to see last year, and is so funny. Uh, it's basically a slapstick nightmare in which <laughs> they've every scene is constructed in a way that all these moving parts slowly start to spool in and um, people are walking through doors as other people are leaving but they keep walking into a scene as someone's just turned their back and then there there's like loads of cases of mistaken identity yeah and it just becomes this setting up of dominoes for them all to fall down at some point uh, it was really good I really highly recommend it it's a really 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 good laugh uh, there was a scene in it in which uh, so everyone in the town is a crook there's this uh bank that's got to look after a, a diamond and a couple of people are trying to steal it um the two people who are trying to steal it have just broken out of prison there's another character who's a bit of a con man dating a woman who used to date one of the guys who broke out of prison who is also a bit of a con artist <laughs> right he goes to her house to just like try and get it on with her she's trying to get money off him when he arrives they're there for a couple of minutes this other guy turns up who is like her boyfriend she didn't have got out of prison so he has to hide and then it becomes a scene in which he ends up pretending to be her dad and like <laughs> yeah. getting on like, this elaborate game of charades that goes on for ages. And then there's a point where her dad actually comes in and he's trying to leave by like sneaking out from the thing. And then they like call the maintenance man. He gets to the door just as they call the maintenance man. He's standing there with a cap on like, I'm the maintenance man. <laughs> and it just does this sort of like every time you think it's resolved, there's more and more and more. And it was a good like 25 mi minutes of this first half of this show was just this one bedroom scene mm. where all the timing was like so perfectly tight it's it is an amazing production uh and they managed to do slapstick stuff with like incredible precision it's so so that, interesting because i really wanted to go see the play that goes wrong and this yeah. one as well i think that i think it was very much up my alley in terms mm. of comedy my wife on the other hand is not a fan Doesn't of slapstick. slapstick yeah as you well know so i think you i think you would be surprised at how much you like this because it's like I don't really like oh no he fell over kind of slapstick mm. but this just has the perfect combination because I think the play that goes wrong is probably better for that as well because the point is it's going wrong yeah and it's them actually what's really funny is them reacting to the tragedy of the slapstick rather than the like the fall is not funny but the fact that half the stage falls down while two people are on it yeah. And they're trying to do their lines while holding all this furniture on this slope <laughs> and yeah. just, just screaming their lines and trying to carry on. That's very funny. Yeah. That is. That it's really, good. really good. Because I want to see both those. And I actually really want to go see Only Fools and Horses. I saw the Only Fools and Horses bit uh, at, what was it? Comic Relief. They did. They were on stage oh, really? and they sang, the, yeah, they sang a couple of the songs. And I was like, this didn't need to happen. This, oh, that's a shame. This was unnecessary. Well, because they just did the title sequence and I went the money yeah, in your pocket I'll get the case from the van yeah yeah they just did that song and I was like well this is pointless <laughs> <laughs> this is just we're just watching a boring episode of Only Fools and Horses about the original cast <laughs> I do want to get because I'm a big Only Fools fan mm. so I'm a big Only Fan and Horses so um, I, I do really want to go see that but again my wife is not as much of a fan, so mm. I don't. And like, I already dragged it her. Looks a little bit rubbish, mate. I'm well, I mean, the gonna... review's been quite good for it, though. And mm. like, I know it's got I've... Paul Whitehouse in it, though, so yeah. you can rest it from 
drudgery. Exactly. And I already dragged her to see the Twilight Zone in theatre as mm. well. So I don't think that I'm really like in a position to say, now come see another play that I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't want to see any plays, then what are we going to see? <laughs> the Curious Case of the Dog in the Night or whatever it's hey, called. Hey, that's really good. Oh, really? My, yeah, that's really fantastic. My wife didn't like it at I all. I really loved it. Yeah, she didn't like it. She didn't get on with it at all. I, I think she's got bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we've learned I from this. I think what we've learned from this is she's got poor taste. Well, if you are listening, hun, which I know you are, uh, Laurie thinks you have terrible taste in play. Hi. So <laughs> take it up with him the next time we see him. Uh, right, let's have some 80% facts before we get out of here. This comes in from Taylor. Uh, since we are a lot of music-related 80% facts, let's keep this rolling, because I'm a huge Blink-182 fan. Yeah. One of my first tattoos was Blink. I once read that the 182 comes from being the amount of times the F-bomb is dropped in the movie Scarface. Mm. 80% fact, mate. I've I've absolutely no idea, so I can't actually. I couldn't even tell if it's one eight two or one eight one eighty two. Yeah, I always call them one eight two, and then yeah. I met people who started calling them one eighty two. One hundred and eighty two. Blink one hundred and eighty two. Yeah. An impossible score to get in darts. <laughs> uh, hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie. Yep, that's it. I've been a long-time fan of the channel and gone from strength to strength. I'm a pod swafter, and you guys keep me sane whilst I'm, whilst I'm commuting. I also watch all your YouTube videos, and even though I'm not a big film guy, I've e- even subscribed to Screen Stalker because yes. Laurie is the man. Uh, 80% fact, movie trailers uh, were originally shown after a movie, hence the name Trailers. Keep up the great that and consistent like it work. Might make sense. Keep up the great and consistent work, and thanks once again for making my commutes to and from work enjoyable. Thanks, Henry. I say we rename them Fronters now. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember um, uh, a story I heard. Now, uh, the, so this is a secondhand story; it's not one of my own. But the uh, Star Wars Episode One trailer was attached to Meet Joe Black, hmm. and. Um, a lot of people were then going to see Meet Joe Black just so they could watch the Star Wars trailer for episode one. Because remember, kids, this was back in the day before the internet was really a, a proper yes. thing. It's and like all the people who bought Zone of the Enders so they could play the Metal Gear 2 demo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Screen Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. Um, because, yeah, there was a period of time, kids, when getting hold of film trailers, you had to go to the cinema to do it. Mm-hmm. I remember downloading off LimeWire. Did people just leave, though? Did they watch the... Well, they, yeah, okay, so fi- to finish the story, yeah, people would watch the trailer and then leave. Huh. And so to encourage people to stay and watch Meet Joe Black, they put the trailer at the end of the film as well. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, be like, so you can watch it now, then watch the film, and if you stick around through this very long and very boring movie... A terrible Meet Joe Black sandwich. <laughs> you get to watch the episode one yeah. trailer again, which was a very, very good trailer. They should have just done secret screenings of it where they were like yeah it's meet joe black but then they just play the trailer the amount of hours <laughs> that the film was on for oh, mate, i'd have done, totally done that <laughs> back in 1998 as well i would have mm. been all over Before that you knew the the what the prequels were going to become oh yeah because there was that period of time in like 1998 and early 99 when we were all full of like joy and hope and optimism being mm. like new a new star wars oh <laughs> brilliant new star wars yoda's on seven up cans this can't go wrong at all <laughs> that poster that poster looks great jewel of the fates wonderful stuff can't wait to see this film and then it is what it is um but you know in with the power benefit of hindsight let's get those gungans over <laughs> With the benefit of hindsight, it's better than Attack of the Clones, hey. which is 
terrible. Mm, that is that's a, the second one, right? That's the second one, yeah. And the third one is... Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Which is, by default, the best of the prequels. Mm. Because it's the least rubbish. Whichever one has the least green screen is the best one. Oh, wow. My, that is the worst green screen. I know we do bad green screen, <laughs> but my yeah. God. But we're also, we didn't cost $400 million <laughs> yeah. to make. Yeah, exactly. All the people sticking out like they are. You are definitely not there. Yeah, we didn't have ILM Nothing doing is there. us. <laughs> Um, but I think, actually, every single thing of that movie is all shot on blue screen and green mm. screen. So I don't think there is a film. that it would, Okay, whichever film is the shortest, that's the one that had the least <laughs> amount yeah. of green screen in it. Because there's no real sets in that mm. film. Um, I, don't know they, I think they go to Tunisia, though, in episode one to recreate bit Tatooine. Of, bit of desert walking, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I think they did go to Tatooine. Uh, to Tatooine. Yeah, they actually went to Tatooine. They went to the planet and everything. Now they went to Tunisia, I think. So maybe it's episode one. Tunisia know. might as well be Tatooine for yeah, how basically. often I'm going to go there. <laughs> so say, for the Tunisian tourist board, it basically is <laughs> yeah. Tatooine. Come over here! You... We've got two sons! Uncle <laughs> Baru's house is still... Aunt Baru's, rather. Aunt Baru's house is still here! Look, the skeletons have gone, though. It probably is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael emails in to say hello Luke, Ollie, Laurie, uh, hi Andy but definitely not Randy uh, you may call me Michael Roberts that way you don't have to pronounce my last name sorry right, mate I'll just call you Michael I once heard that the facts underneath the schnapple caps are only true if there's a period at the end of it or if it's missing the period I'm not sure but it's one of them <laughs> so if it's got a period at the end of it it might be true but it also could be the case if it doesn't have the end, then it's true. Why would you do a thing called Snapple Facts and then do some of these are lies? Like, well, we have a segment on here that's called yeah, but there's Yeah, but ours is upfront about the fact that these aren't facts. That's these true, are, yeah. As far as we know, as far as people think these are facts, then probably not facts. Yeah. Snapple are like coming out of the gate being like, these are facts. It's, but... And actually... Some of it's just fake news to sell drink. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, PBS, uh, blah, PS, I've been meaning to send this, uh, but decided to do it now because I had a dream that Luke was my Uber driver. The weird Ooh, part is no. I don't even use Uber. Either way, thank you and support Wrestle Talks from Michael. Sent from his iPhone. <laughs> the weirdest bit is I don't even use Uber. <laughs> I'm a Lyft man, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's not the weird bit that I was an Uber driver. Yeah, no, it's the fact that yeah. I don't use Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, well, let's crack on out of here because we've got to get ready for the live stream. Thank you so much for listening. Um, as you well know, it is a packed, packed time. Jam-packed house. Jam-packed house for podcasts at the moment. Can we podcast with you every single day up until next Thursday? Ouch. So... Yeah, be prepared, like Scar says in The Lion King. Yeah, moisturize your ears to yeah. oh, stop yeah, them from wearing out. Absolutely, get ready for it. Get your <laughs> earbuds waxed. I don't know what, what you do. Rest with your it. ears. Don't listen to anything after this, and just and just prepare yourself. And prepare for the, yourself, even though the next episode yeah. will be out in about an hour after this one, because it's going to be the WrestleMania 35 predictions. Yeah. Spend spend some time in a soundproof room. Yeah, for it, a little yeah, while. Yeah, you know, watch watch some Brooklyn Nine Nine, but you know, put some put cover your hand hands over your ears so you can protect your ears just ever so slightly, but just enough so you can still hear the cracking dialogue mm -hmm. um, from that excellently written show. But anyway, so we're going to get out of here now. Um, if you are one of our Patreon pledge hammers, our review of WrestleMania 20 is now live as well as Ramble Club from last week for our $10 and above backers. Wrestle League is open. Get involved with that. And if you have left a question for the mailbag, we're going to be answering those throughout the pre-show, pre-show, pre-shows that we're doing, the pre-pre-shows. 
Excuse me, I really needed to burp, but I need to finish this link. The pre-pre-shows that we're going to be doing, because we're well, going to be watching... nailed watch it. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> we're going to be watching the pre-shows for the pay-per-views. But we're going to be doing a pre-pre-show where we're going to play 2K19 Boom. Uh, in the studio. So you can come and watch us along playing 2K19. Hopefully playing the match card. Depends on how many of the characters we can find to download for NXT specifically. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So join us on the pre-pre-show where we'll be answering your mailbag questions. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later on today and then again tomorrow and the day after that, the day after that, the day after that. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 